Welcome to episode two of the Fit Fizz podcast. Thank you so much for listening. In this episode, I want to talk to you about sugar monsters and teal pumpkins. In case you're brand new to Fit Fizz, I'm Kelly Wilson, owner of FitFizzStudio.com, and I'm a personal trainer, nutrition coach, behavior change specialist, and I am also an autoimmune disease fighter, and I've worked in the health and fitness industry for over 20 years. Fit Fizz is a recipe for optimizing your life with an end goal of having delicious energy to spare. I'm serving up ways to help you optimize nutrition, exercise smarter, live healthier, create boundaries, prioritize rest, and celebrate victory all along the way. Before we get started, I just want to state that the information shared is for educational and informational purposes only, and none of the contents should be interpreted as an intent to diagnose, treat, cure, or prescribe. If you have serious health concerns, please see your doctor. And now let's get on with the show. So it's no surprise that Halloween is right around the corner. And I'm guessing that most of you are probably participating on one or more of the following teams. Team hand out the candy, team eat all of the candy, or team, get that candy away from me. Uh, So no matter which team you're part of, I want to make some points so that you're not committing a technical foul or playing dirty with the other teams because we don't want that. And that is what I mean by being a sugar monster. Um, Being a sugar monster is essentially not respecting the boundaries that someone else has around sugar or Halloween candy. Because let's face it, I think most of us can grasp the concept of too much sugar. Whether you're a parent, um, Halloween might be time where you have to negotiate with your kids as you're trying to ration the candy. Or you might be a person who's just simply in a free-for-all relationship with sugar, and I'm totally not judging it. Good for you. Whatever choices are best for you, that's cool. But I am asking everyone to please take into consideration that not everyone operates or has a relationship with sugar in the same way. So as with all things, the key is awareness. So that's kind of what we're talking about today. In regards to sugar, all of this is partly why I have created a free five-day challenge that you can sign up for on how to cut back on sugar if that interests you, but we'll get to more of that later. Um, It's called the five-day flush the sugar fiesta because we're going to make it fun like a party (laughs) and I'll tell you about that later. But um, I'm not all anti-sugar. I mean, I love treats at least once in a while and I get that. And I'm not the sugar police. And not that my preferences matter, but in case anyone's curious, my own personal preferences, I don't have a huge sweet tooth, but probably my favorite form of sugar is probably ice cream. And But I have learned from getting to know my body over the years that sugar is not usually not worth it for me. Um, in hindsight, I see that sugar caused me many years of headaches and migraines. And then eventually when I uh, developed autoimmune disease, I became highly, highly sensitive to sugar. And just as, as an example, um, last Halloween, I was just starting to get really good at um, 
learning to eat um, on what's called the AIP diet or autoimmune protocol, where you cut out a lot of things like sugar, soy, gluten, and eggs, and a whole lot of stuff. Um, but you know, Halloween rolled around, and I thought, you know, those little, um, you know, what Junior Mints are, and there was, you know, like the little Halloween teeny tiny bite-sized boxes of Junior Mints. I think there's like two miniature Junior Mints. I remember that was like the only Halloween candy that I'd had. Somebody had given it to me. I was like, you know, I've been doing so great on this no gluten, no sugar, no soy thing. What's what's going to hurt, right? Well, the next day at that point, because of all of my autoimmune issues, my hands were so swollen and in so much pain. I remember it it hurt to even drive. It hurt to write. It hurt to type on my keyboard. So just that small amount of sugar really had a serious effect on me. And I am by no means a rare case. So if you have sugar at the office or family parties or um, wherever you might be socializing, please remember to take that into account that if somebody politely declines your offer of sugar or Halloween candy, don't force it on them because they might have they they will have their own reasons for saying no whether it's weight loss or sticking to a goal or food sensitivities or autoimmune issues or they might even get physically ill if they have sugar they might get migraines and they don't have to explain all of that to you so i've encountered a lot with my various reasons for turning down sugar with ups and downs over the years it's just people forcing it and like, come on, one piece, one piece isn't going to hurt. That's being a sugar monster. And I really think we need a lot less sugar monsters in the world. So if you love sugar, go for it. But don't force it on other people. If they politely decline, accept no the first time and move on. Let's talk about some facts around sugar. And because sugar gets a bad rap, and I think a lot of times people are like, oh, whatever, sugar's no big deal. Just have some sugar, 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 sugar. But there are reasons for why sugar gets a bad reputation. So some of those are um, when you eat sugar, um, sugar triggers a hormonal cascade and it increases your sugar cravings. So if you eat sugar, your body sends a signal, a chemical signal that it's like, mm, give me more of that. No surprise there, right? And also when you take in sugar, your body turns off the satiety hormones. So you're going to constantly feel hungry. So satiety hormones are like when you're satiated, when you're satisfied. So it turns off the hormones that let you be satisfied with whatever it is that you've eaten. So if you've ever eaten, say, for example, a large pasta dinner and you find yourself, you're like stuffed yourself silly. And then two or three hours later, you're like ravenous again. And you're like, oh my gosh, what is wrong with me? I'm starving. Well, that's because if you eat a big pasta dinner with breadsticks, those are, you know, highly processed carbs for most pastas. But your body, as soon as you ingest those, highly processed carbs, your body is instantly just interpreting that as sugar. So I'm kind of lumping that in when I say sugar. Think of highly processed white starchy carbs, things like pizza crust, flour tortillas, chips, um, hamburger buns, um, pasta breadsticks, all that stuff. Think of it, that should in your mind be lumped into the sugar category because that's what your body sees it as. And the more you eat, the more your body's going to want it and the less satisfied you're going to be overall. So also here's another thing. What if I told you that the sugar industry has actively worked to mislead the public about the impacts of sugar? Would you be surprised? A lot of you probably not, but what I mean by that is for roughly about 50-year time span, um, 
it's been forced on Americans to think that a low-fat diet is the way to go, to be quote-unquote unhealthy. And the policy that helped create that um, is essentially what has created a lot of the chronic illnesses that we see now. Because when over that 50-year time span, in just the past couple decades, we're starting to really know a lot better and be smarter. But what people were told during that dangerous time of be when they were told low fat is the way to go, a lot of the meals were made up of processed carbs, processed sugars. So as a result, I mean, in some doctor's offices, you can even still see the like posters and a lot of doctors still stick to that because of their FDA guidelines, but we know better now. So this is why it's important to really take control over those choices and to understand that. If you think back to how the tobacco industry was treated, right? If you've ever seen the show Mad Men or if you lived through the 50s and 60s, people used to think nothing was wrong with smoking, but like we absolutely know it's deadly today. So that's kind of where the low-fat diets took us, and now a lot of people are still clinging to that false idea. More facts about sugar. Cancer cells love sugar. Why? Well, it's kind of for the same reason that you like it. Um, Cancer cells see sugar as a fast, easy, quick boost of energy. In fact, it's the most favorite source of energy for cancer cells. So if you know someone with cancer and love someone with cancer, giving them a chocolate bouquet of flowers is not the best way you can do something nice for them. Um, And in fact, is probably delaying their healing. And think about the fact that cancer cells love sugar, think about it from a prevention standpoint as well. The more sugar that's in your body, the more tiny little welcome mats you're making for cancer cells to breed and develop. And even when you think about a cancer patient that goes in for a PET scan or a CT scan, um, a lot of times you've probably heard about people being injected with dye so they can see the affected areas. Well, that dye is usually essentially a radioactive sugar because it's the best way to get cancer cells to rev up their engines to show up in the results more prominently. So you might be asking yourselves, well, why would doctors inject a cancer patient with something that is absolutely the worst thing you can do for cancer cells? Yeah. (laughs) Um you're drawing the right conclusion there and that's too deep to go into right now, but that's just another huge reason why I am a strong advocate that for everyone finding a functional medicine doctor that they can work with in all aspects of health and health as a whole, um, because you're not going to find more natural treatments in the offices of regular doctors. But anyway, moving on. Um, So there's also a myriad of autoimmune disorders where where sufferers can find significant relief simply by ditching the sugar. And why is that? Because sugar creates inflammation. So gluten and soy are also way up at the top of the list with things that create inflammation in the body, especially in people who have autoimmune issues. And um, usually people with autoimmune issues are going to really feel the effects of things like sugar, gluten, and soy in the body. And not only is candy and desserts full of sugar, but they're also usually full of gluten and soy, and they're very heavy. So a lot of times people with 
autoimmune disorders. They have a long list of food sensitivities or um, food intolerances. But depending on who you ask, the number might vary, but a lot of top functional medicine doctors who study this type of thing, they believe that as many as 65 to 70% of adults have some level of sugar sensitivity. So this is why you, you'll hear different numbers, but this is also ha- related to why you hear people having food sensitivities as they get older. Because if you're feeding the body something it doesn't like and you don't stop, it's going to take stronger and stronger signals for the body to kind of be shouting out for help. So that's why a lot of people develop digestive issues as they get older as well. So sugar creates all that inflammation. And what do I mean by inflammation? It can show up in a long variety of ways. Like as I mentioned last Halloween when I ate the junior mints and my hands swelled up, um, that's a sign of inflammation. Here's another, um, here's a short list of different types of inflammation. Hives, fatigue, brain fog, stress, allergies, joint pain, arthritis, bloating, peripheral neuropathy, that's numbness and tingling, hormonal imbalances, anger, exhaustion, depression, anxiety, and the list goes on and on and on. And I think I've experienced (laughs) all of those. Um, This is a direct correlation with how we joke about giving kids candy and we're like, oh, they're going to be bouncing off the walls later. And it really goes deeper than this because not only will they have trouble going to sleep, but if you were to take notice, you'd probably notice things over the next two weeks like sleeplessness, lack of cooperation, lack of focus. Um, And that's because it's a result of food sensitivity or sugar sensitivity, if you want to get specific in some cases. And that's because it takes their little bodies much longer to readjust to the, it's basically a chemical imbalance that they're trying to, their body is like, it's trying to refine the balance that is normal and it might take their bodies up to two weeks. So moving on to the teal pumpkins that I mentioned, this is related. Um, teal pumpkins have been increasingly popular over the last couple years on Halloween. And in case you've never noticed, they're used at houses where they are handing out trick-or-treat goodies that are allergen-free or they might have non-food items so that kids with food allergies won't feel left out of the fun. And this was actually just started in as recent as 2000. 12 by a woman named Becky Bassalone. She was the director of a local food allergy group. And she just took it upon herself just to paint a teal pumpkin. And she let people in her community know that that signified that she was that house that had the um, the candy that was safe for kids with food sensitivities or food allergies. And she had no idea it was going to catch on like this. And it's even starting to trend in other countries. Now, until I was directly affected with autoimmune disease, I didn't realize how prevalent food sensitivities and food allergies are. And I'm sure most of you out there listening know somebody who's affected. And um, I know that most kids can't even take treats to school anymore. Um, If you do want to kind of be one of those teal pumpkin houses to be more inclusive of kids with uh, food sensitivities, a brand I highly recommend is Enjoy Life Foods. And you can buy them in stores, you can shop online, and again, it's Enjoy Life Foods. I'm not an affiliate for them in any way, but they make a lot of really great snacks that are all top 14 allergen free. I actually got to go visit their head office back in April for a tasting panel and it was super fun. And they're even now um, redoing their branding to include 
teal. So right now, you could even, I saw at Whole Foods, they have packages for Halloween for that are small size packets for trick-or-treaters, which you can get. And But once they have their normal packaging, it's all teal. So you'll if you pay attention, you'll probably start noticing more teal things offered that are like gluten-free, sugar-free, nut-free, all of those kinds of things. So um, just something to keep your eyes open for if you want to be more inclusive for people with those kinds of sensitivities. Now, getting back to what I mentioned earlier about the five-day flush the sugar fiesta. Now, you can sign up for this right now. You can sign up for it on Halloween. You can start the day after Halloween, whenever you're ready to start. But um, this is for anyone who wants to cut back on sugar, learn what other healthy choices are out there, and how to change bad habits and how to not use sugar as a crutch. So here's what you get if you sign up for the Totally Free Challenge. You get an intro email explaining how the challenge will work. You get five days of emails, and each one will briefly cover a topic. Then it will also include a downloadable PDF with actionable steps, alternative options, and how to handle your cravings. Um, there will be recipes for snacks. There are charts with the amount of sugar in, prop, in the most popular fruits and vegetables. And as a big bonus, you will get a one-week meal guide. And in the meal guide, there are recipes for everything that's in that one week. So you have five recipes for breakfast, five for lunch, five for dinner, five snacks, and they are good. And I'm a pretty picky eater, but these are really delicious recipes and they're not super complicated. You can always adjust them to fit your taste. Also, if you join the challenge, the Flush the Sugar Fiesta, you can... Um, Come join us in the Fit Fizz Raw Energy Oasis Facebook group, where I will also be sharing a little-known supplement that can be used to cut down on sugar cravings, and that can only be seen in the Facebook group because I want you to come party with us there. And um, also in the Facebook group, you can use it um, to just gain the support from people who are also going through the same journey. And the coolest part is you get to keep it forever. It's yours to redo anytime you need a reboot. So um, this is 50 pages total of absolutely free content. Now, the link is in the show notes, but you can also get it by going to bit.ly slash flush the sugar fiesta. I hope that you will even come join us and bring a friend or two. So I just want to say thank you so much for choosing to spend your time listening to the Fit Fizz podcast today. And if you're enjoying it so far, it would really mean a lot to me if you would write a quick review and what you like the most about the podcast. And if you subscribe and review, it really helps me out in the future success of this podcast and my fit fizz endeavors. So I would be super grateful if you just took a few minutes to do that. Um, so please sign up for the five-day Flush the Sugar Fiesta and join the Fiesta in the Facebook group and share what your biggest struggles or tips are with sugar. I hope to see you there to join in the conversation. And until next time, impress yourself, treat yourself, and celebrate victory. Bye-bye. Celebrate victory.